it may not have the best presentation as the first two, but U149 is truly a well-made and really, really heartwarming Idol Master anime. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to the Web Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga and everything in between. This week I'll start the 2024 season in earnest and for that purpose the first anime we'll be talking about this year as I mean we already talked about the three seasons of Gundam in January but let's just say that that was another thing, this is the actual actual beginning of the season so the one thing that I want to do this year is idols. I wanted to talk more about idols, idol anime, manga, and whatever. And for that purpose, I chose some, let's say, some more, let's say, well-known series and some less well-known, some really old stuff that I don't actually have any knowledge about and some stuff in the side to maybe do some out there stuff and so on and so forth. And so following that, the one that we are talking about this week is the Idol Master Cinderella Girls. U149 or U Ichion Q that is one of the latest Idol Masters that came out last year in 2023. And so let's start with the stats. So Idol Masters Cinderella Girls U149 is first and foremost a spin-off manga from the Cinderella Girls franchise. The Cinderella Girls franchise is, as I already said probably in my first review, is a spin-off of the Idol Master series that is a mobile game made by Psy Games in conjunction with Bandai Namco, who holds the franchise copyright of the Cinderella Girls, so basically Bandai Namco subcontracts High Games to actually do Cinderella Girls and keep up the servers and development and whatever, and I don't know if it is credited uh, from what I remember watching the anime, it doesn't actually show any of Bandai Namco uh, logos or anything, so I don't actually know how this, let's say, who greenlights this or who holds the copyright, but uh, easy to say, this is, uh, first off, this is the manga, a spin-off manga for the Idol Masters and their girls, and so the anime came out of that. It is important to say that this manga is a spin-off, so it doesn't actually follow the original Cinderella Girls timeline necessarily. I, I will talk more about this when I get there, but easy to say, it doesn't actually follow the timeline correctly at all. So, the studio that did it is Cygames Pictures, which is a division of Cygames who actually do anime of their franchises, their, the things that they hold copyright. So, they were founded in 2016 and made some stuff. So, Manadia Friends in 2019, Princess Connect Redive from 2020, which has two seasons from what I can remember. The Idol Master Cinderella Girls U149 and Uma Musume Pretty Derby. And now 
they are actually doing the movie for Uma Musume and some other uh, different stuff. So, talking about the anime, as I already said, is a spin-off. It is the story of a new unit, let's say, as we had with the original Idol Master and with Cinderella Girls originally. So, this is the formation of a new unit, and so we get to meet these girls that we haven't uh, really seen in other anime outside of one but i'll get there so before i start really really i have two disclaimers first off is spoiler alert so if you don't want to get spoiled get out of here watch this episode listen to this episode after you watch the whole anime but uh, spoiler alert so i'll be talking about most of the story although i will gloss over most of it because i don't feel like i need to actually explain much of it i'll get to that but that's the first disclaimer second disclaimer is i don't actually know the canon of the story of the game in itself i don't actually play from what i can research cinderella girls is only available in japan i don't want to actually use the vpn to play it so uh, that is to say, I don't play Cinderella Girls, I don't know if this is part of the canon of the game, and from what I can gather, this doesn't actually, is even part of the real canon of the main series, so I don't know, I don't know, if I get some lore wrong, if I get some kind of timeline wrong, I'm sorry, but I don't know these things. Uh, that being said, let's start with the story already. So, U149 is the story about the unit called U149. It's a bad name, they show the kind of reason for the name. I, I think it's bad, I will not discuss this here, but we basically follow the story of our main nine girls, some of which may be some of the most famous, let's say, idol master characters. I would say for the wrong reasons, but this is not something that I can discuss on YouTube or most platforms, so, so let's just leave it that. Thing is, so the girls are Tachibana Arisu, Sakurai Momoka, Akagi Miria, Matabarisa, Yuki Haru, Sasaki Chie, Ryuzaki Kaoru, Ichihara Nina, Koga Koharu, and our main protagonist, the producer, who doesn't actually have a name. It is important to me to say that this follows the template of the original the original Idol Master and the Idol Master Cinderella Girls pretty closely. And this is something that I will discuss more when I get to my opinion. But for the most part, it really calls back to the origins of the series. Really shows itself as an actual Cinderella Girls. And I will talk more about this later. But... Easy to say, the story is pretty simple, so we start the first episode, it is the introduction of all the girls, it calls back to the original, I think it calls mostly, most back to the original Idol Master from 2011, that shows the names of the girls in a really stylized way, it really, it, it tickles my nostalgia, let's say, and this is a theme that we will see for the whole anime, that it really shows that it knows its origins, and sometimes it, this goes let's say, less well than other times, but easy to say this is uh, Idol Master anime true and true. 
So we get to meet our girls, our producer. We see that from the get-go, the whole project of the U149, this project of a unity of girls who are at this point most in elementary school. There are, let's say, differences in age. Some, some of them are younger, some of them are older, but they are all in that elementary school kind of age bracket so they have their own let's say kind of way of doing things so it's pretty uh, childish in some instances the interactions are pretty simple it's not it doesn't come loaded with that teenager angst let's say that the Cinderella girls originally had and the uh, idol master had but it it has its own kind of kind of mini drama there but you get from the very beginning that this is not really um, as heavy sometimes and let's say as nuanced as the original two anime that being said the first episode is already we have uh, this kind of early conflict with the fact that the producer is new to the job so he was just promoted to be a producer he was i don't actually know how you would call him but he was mostly someone who went to meetings and stuff and didn't actually have decision power or didn't manage a unit for himself so he gets this promotion out of nowhere because we get this really from the first scenes that the project of doing this kind of let's say junior unit is something that the higher-ups are not really thrilled about it but it was a top-down decision from the director from the agency and now talking about this i have to take a really big side note about this whole thing so this is the biggest part that i planned for the review in itself so bear with me with this but <laughs> i will not discuss how this spin-off is does not remember any of the timeline of the cinderella girls so i'm taking as as canon what happens in the original cinderella girls from 2016 that being said the name of the production company is mashiro pro the building that they train and work in is that wonderful uh, Cinderella castle much much closer to the Disney logo let's say the magical kingdom Disney kind of princess castle and for a good reason it's part of the whole theming whole presentation of that anime and that's the first thing that kind of hits we see from the get-go a lot i think it's one of the first few frames of the whole anime maybe the first one minute of runtime we see a advertisement for a new generation show if you will remember from the original cinderella girls new generations is the unit composed of shizuku rin and mio and that alone already rings the wrong bells for me it rings an alarm in my head because as i already said one of the girls in this series that we talk about is akagi media who if you watch the original akagi media was in the original formation of the cinderella girls and the fact that media is outside of cinderella girls you would think that this happens after the second season of the Cinderella Girl show so 
it comes out after New Generations has split. And as far as I remember, New Generations really split for good after the end of the show because that there was the whole restructure thing and then goes to Tried Primus and Shizuku starts working with uh, someone I don't actually remember the name right now, sorry, but and Miyu starts, I think, a solo career. I don't know what that's about. I wanted a third season, goddamn. The, the thing is, the thing is, right? From the get go, there's already this huge red sign saying this does not conform to the timeline. And this is the first thing, right? So the second thing that I wanted to to touch on and this is a thing that as i already said is for important for the presentation of the original series is the castle the place that they work in because mashiro pro is a huge company and they have that distinctive building to work on and with the whole setting of the uh, cinderellas and so on and so forth the building that we get is not the main building I mean, for what I, we can gather, is basically a whole different company. But all the girls here are mentioned or shown in the original Cinderella Girls. So much so that after the restriction in the end of the second season in Cinderella Girls, we see Addison working with another idol. And from what I can remember, actually, at that point, I think Lisa and maybe Momoka are, if not shown, they are referenced. And so the whole thing kind of sits strange in my head where we are in this timeline that different things that happen in different times. Because for me, what's canon, as I already said, is the um, original anime, the Cinderella Girls. And now U149 is showing me this different timeline where the things does, don't sit right. Because at, at this point, I mean... Some of the girls that happen to appear in the original Cinderella Girls, such as Nina, I think either Chio or Kaoru, I don't actually remember. And I'm pretty sure Koharu too, but the thing is, it doesn't really have a place, let's say. It really shows off this is a spin-off and not really cared so much about, let's say, in, in some ways. And, and I'll talk more about this later. But this is the basic side note. The um, whole thing kind of feels off, in a way. The... Uh, whole setting kind of feels off i really 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 wanted to see that goddamn castle again just to feel at some points as any other idol master we get to see some other of the girls so there are girls that appear that belong in other units and other stuff and some of them are the the ones that you already know the ones the two that cannot fail to appear in a Cinderella Girls show is first one is Mika that takes a long ass time to appear actually I really thought this this is the one where they will take Mika and substitute her for another Onesan but at the 11th hour she appears and I was like yeah this was a premeditated I I can't really say that I'm surprised that they put her on, even to say like three lines. And not only her, but Kaede also appears, even though she kind of, I don't actually remember if she kind of retired in the, in the Cinderella Girls original anime, I don't actually remember, but I have a feeling that it was something like this. She appears at really late in the season two, but she appears, she does stuff. It, it's the Kaede we know and love. And 
this is major a major spoiler i don't know if it's a major spoiler but at the end at the very very end the really almost closing off the whole season all the girls from new generations appear i cried a lot when i saw them it's a bittersweet feeling because i still vibe too much with the original scenario girls and i don't i don't know it's a it's kind of an emotional connection i don't know this kind of thing but that being said the side note this huge tangent aside talking about the story so it's pretty basic we have the first episode where we have this kind of start of the building of something we have this early conflict where the girls they are basically surprised that the producer is so inexperienced and the producer himself didn't actually read the profiles of the girls he was taking care of and so he thought they would be high schoolers or adults at this point much like the original cinderella girls but then he he meets these kids and has to learn to deal with them and they have this kind of squabble at the beginning but eventually they it comes up as a good thing one thing that's important to say is that at the start we already set um let's let's say major note of the whole anime that the main character is Tachibanaris. this is not really uh, debatable she's the main character of this series they basically wrote a whole manga all about her and subsequently did the anime and it's pretty apparent it's not really hidden anywhere they don't try to hide it they don't try to kind of i don't know shine a brighter spotlight on someone at this beginning because it becomes clear that she's the focal point of the whole thing that being said at the start she sets up as uh kind of a um, somewhat spoiled but she has that air of she has difficulties dealing with her parents for one reason or another at this point we don't actually know why and she's a tsundere for the most part she throughout the series she is the tsundere of the group for the most part she doesn't actually trust their producer for a long ass time until some things happen and they kind of build this better relationship but the first episode is basically that then we go through the episodes and much like the other idol masters animes we talk about each episode is talking about a different person so we have an episode for momoka one episode for media one episode for Lisa, and so on and so forth we have one episode for everyone and i would just say this uh, here but i think until episode five so from episode two to episode four they touch the nostalgia button a little too hardly let's say some of the episodes some of the themes and some of the let's say reactions and stuff if you really close to the original ones if you really took your time to pay attention to them so the originals had 25 episodes each they have let's say somewhat of two episodes for each girl in most cases in other girls kind of works in another way but it, it doesn't really matter for what, what i'm discussing here each had the each girl having a different episode to have a spotlight and this is not different they do this kind of structure here too but 
it is apparent that some of the themes for the episodes were... I hate to say this, but to be honest, they were recycled really heavily. So, for instance, there is one that really calls back to Hibiki's episode in The Idol Master, the original one. There is the one, and this is kind of different, but there is one where we see the Makoto, uh, the, similar to the Makoto episode in the original Idol Master 2. And so there, there are really things that really touch. The Hibiki episode and the um, Makoto episode were especially hard to watch let's say it's especially really on the nose for for this recycling of theming different from that we have some similar these two were the most let's say recycled stuff there's some that touch on similar notes from the original Cinderella Girl, so some notes of the Cherry episode, Kanako episode, the one that talks about media has similar notes to the original one in the Cinderella Girls, but they do a spin on it, and basically, right, uh, the whole thing kind of, some of them you're already seeing, and from episode 5 onward, I would say that they kind of... Someone may have talked to them. Like, I think this is a bit too close, guys. Let's try to up the, the creativity a bit. Because the fans are noticing it. And from episode 5 forward, I think they really take the whole thing way smoother. They are not really that close. I think one of them is like episode 7 or something. But easy to say that at some point the originality really comes out, let's say. It, there's not a dig against the anime really, but it, I'll talk more about this in my opinion. Don't, don't hold me against it. But easy to say the story is pretty simple. Each episode talks about one of the girls. One of the things that really shows that this is a 12 episode anime is that the episodes are really really quick they feel really really quick the plot threads the whole thing is pretty it feels rushed without actually being rushed because they kind of do this whole thing where they try to have a build up and stuff but to deliver it in 20 minutes is really hard and it kind of shows the one of the things that I really appreciated originally from the original two shows and watching this really reminded me of that is that you didn't really need much talking to understand the difficulties and struggles of a girl and their desires and stuff what they like and whatever else but these anime specifically they have this bad habit of telling and not showing, which is not really a bad thing, but it is, let's say, an adaptation due to the medium. I wish they had 25 episodes to work with it. I really think that it would bring way more stuff to the table. It would help a lot more, but so is life. The format is, is what it is, and for the most part, it always comes down to the same formula so we have a hook we have one of the girls being uh, charmed by the, the whatever they are doing or having some difficulty in it and then we have a basic squabble with the whole group the girl kind of shows off her her angst her difficulty with it 
to some stuff, some kind of hardship, and then the producer does does some goofy stuff to cheer them up and then everything is resolved and everybody goes home happy and the whole thing kind of works that way throughout the personal episodes of each one from episode eight maybe nine i don't actually remember the numbers of episodes for this matter but from episode nine to the 12th we have the later stages let's say of the anime at this point so yeah their first single that they have to publish online so they basically do a live stream funded by themselves recorded by themselves and the whole stuff about rehearsal music location they all fund them fund it by themselves and publish in um they don't actually show what live streaming site it is it doesn't appear to be nico nico i would guess it's the uh, bootleg youtube let's say it doesn't actually matter but <laughs> i thought it was funny that it was not nico nico given that this is japanese media we're talking about and so the whole thing uh, episode this is episode 9 i think maybe i don't actually remember episode 10 to 11 i think was the um, beach episode which is not really a beach episode it's more of the fireworks kind of deal episode that you need to have in one of these it is more of a, a introduction to one of the girls but it's still but yeah it ends well it actually shows the the first song coming out so they actually get the first song and then they go do the whole stuff about producing the live stream to not debut because the debut is something different but really try to attract fans and sing their first song and so on and so forth it comes out as really different from the Cinderella girls that they had this whole bureaucracy to do each of the songs here it's more thrown at them and just do whatever it's really strange but again this is a spin-off so the 11th episode is especially the end of the Aristuarek it is important to say this because the the 10th is way more out there than the 11th so the 11th is the end of the Arisu arc so Arisu at this point didn't actually have her own personal episode this is the one that deals with her her stuff her struggles with her parents and especially this one it's a high point in the whole series i'll talk more about this later but this is the one episode that shows that these guys from side games pictures bro they have some really good animators holy shit it was really good now episode 12 is really 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 easy to watch it is just good stuff doesn't actually anything happen basically the girls want to get into the their first live concert they can't because there's a uh, there's, there's a real and i don't actually understand the the no idea of that there's this law in japan that kids f until certain age can only work until 8 p.m and so if the concert starts at 8 p.m they can't go to it and so they go around try to beg everyone to kind of 
uh, move it up so they can actually participate and debut for real, for real. And they can do it. it it's pretty rushed. Uh, as I already said, most of these episodes feels pre feel pretty rushed. In a matter of like five minutes, they go through the whole building, try to talk everyone, but it doesn't actually happen. And... At some point, for some reason, Ariso crosses the the big cheese, the director of the whole company, and it's pretty basic. He just asks, "Do you want to be the concert?" She says yes, and from that point on, he hand waves to move up the whole thing. Then we, you see that he talks to one of the veteran producers that at that point was one of the antagonists for the series. They basically have to work overtime just to move up the whole thing, bring up with the idols that are participating. They need to actually reschedule a whole lot of stuff. And so this whole thing culminates in them participating in the concert. It's a pretty cute scene. It's really well animated. One of the things that I really like is... Now, I want to already get into my opinion because at this point, this is the whole story of the thing. I, I don't actually have anything more to add to the story. I'm talking about my opinion, one of the things that I really have to give props to the studio is that their use of 3D CGI is really well done. It is nearly imperceptible, which is, oh my god, it's so good that some at some point, I, I really had to squint my eyes and really look close, like, is this 3D? I don't actually know. And then I, I was there like, huh, maybe it is. And I just, or is it? And I was questioning myself whether, is this really it? Is this not it? I don't actually know. But easy to say, right? The whole anime is really well animated. I think that for... If you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen it. I think in the post for anime trending, they gave it the best animation for the season at the very least. I don't know if for the year, but I and here's the thing, right? So I came into this anime with this kind of low expectations because I saw Cinderella Gross, but it wasn't done by A1 Pictures. And although I don't like A1 Pictures as a company, I really wanted them to do another Cinderella Girls or another Idol Master for that matter. Because they do a really good work. They animate well, their presentation is impeccable, the whole thing is really good. Now, the thing about another studio doing it, I was like, I really hope that they do this right. Like, I hope they can keep up with the legacy of the original idol master and cinderella girls both of them are really good are really well animated cinderella girls especially has impeccable presentation especially for the first season it, it, it really is that good in terms of theming and the whole thing and i just thought to myself i hope this is as good and i'm happy to say although my my tone may not reflect it I'm happy to say, and I'm really pumped to the, to the fact that I came to watch this. At some point, I really think this was better than A1 did. 
and, and really, I don't actually think that's a stretch. Some of the parts, and this is a thing, right? The, the two dissonant things that I need to address. The writing and the animation, they are really not that much different in quality, but I think the writing kind of has some weird parts and the scenes are somewhat too metaphorical for me. But the animation itself, oh my God, it is well holy moly it's really well done now, granted there is this the caveat that they use a lot of steel montages to do some scenes and it, it is throughout the whole anime so they do it a lot but for the most part they generally compensate in the same episode with a really well animated dance scene or some other action scene where they need to actually animate it really well. They really have a heavy use of animation stills, basically presentations of different frames of the girls doing stuff, but at the same time their animation in general is pretty pretty nice. We're talking about now the whole thing, I think this is a return to form for the most part. They really did really well with the idea of the Idol Master franchise, the um, formula for the episodes, I kind of wish they had done with. I don't like this formulaic kind of stuff because it's something that, although I, I like in a basic level, it becomes really repetitive after a while. This gets worsened by the fact that some of the episodes are really similar to things that I've seen in other Idol Master stuff. But at the same time, I think that some of the girls actually they use a similar tropes, similar they feel similar archetypes to girls that we already seen. So there's this whole thing where Haru is somewhat like. Edina, and for instance, she has her foil in Risa, who's somewhat... And this is kind of a stretch, but Risa you could compare to Miku, and then we have Koharu, who is this somewhat weird mixture of Kanako and Hibiki. Hibiki most because of her episode, but still. And... To be fair, this in that in that sense is more is closer to Rika, but the the thing, the whole thing is, it kind of feels repetitive. Some of the girls do tropes that I've seen already from the same series, but at the same time, I can't really be mad at this. I have this headcanon right that this was a low budget project. A because they had the rights to do it and they just thought about it and just I just sent it I think 2023 was especially I don't know if a good year for Bandai I don't actually know or a bad year I I'm just spitballing here but they released three Idol Masters in 2023 and for that matter I'm feeling like this is good because, as I already said multiple times, I will watch Idol Master. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. And for me, this is good. And this is to say that I like that they released this. I liked my time with it. The animation, as I already said, is pretty nice. The, the art style, the whole art department, the whole thing, it is really nice. The presentation takes a hit, but because the 
older brother, the older sister, let's say, the original Cinderella Girls set the bar so high that I can't not say it, that the presentation's worse than the original, but the animation, I would say it's better. So it's better than A1 Pictures, which is, I would say, high praise, still. And basically, this whole thing is pretty good. As I already said, the story in itself is not as heavy as the the older ones. The whole thing is pretty lighthearted. I really thought it was so oh my god it's so cute at some point i really like this whole thing the whole chemistry between the girls it is so cute it is so wholesome it feels right it's nice it is something light to watch you don't actually have to think much about it it's oh my god it's so good now to the important stuff right i've talked about the story i talked about the presentation and art I need to talk about the songs, and this is the part where I need to talk about the opening, actually. The opening, they... I don't actually remember they doing it for the Cinderella Girls, so I will not say that they did the same thing. It might be the same thing, the, the style and coloring, let's say, it's pretty close. I think it's the same, but still, it's pretty close. The one thing that I will say is that they use the same let's say trick, the same transition that they use in the original Idol Master, which is that kind of gray filter in one of the parts and one of the parts of the opening. And when the drop hits, it becomes this, I would not say oversaturated, but it feels brighter than it normally would. And they change this really as the beat drops, as the the whole thing kind of reads the refrain or, or the chorus and does this effect of the girls actually transforming their idol customs and stuff. It's a really nice effect and I think that it was a nice shout out to the original. That being said, I think the songs themselves were not to my taste for the most part. I think, and again, this is my opinion here on songs. I'm pretty particular when it comes to music in this kind of stuff. I feel like it was a bit generic this time around. Two songs that come out to me, and this is a thing. I think none of the episodes have the same ending, so each of the endings is a different song, which is, on my book, a pretty nice stuff. Each of the endings represents like the girl from the episode, with the added song in the middle of each episode, too. Each episode has one added song that they feature, and the songs are, I mean... Not for my taste, but they're not bad. The two songs that actually grabbed my attention is episode 5 and episode 6. I don't actually remember who is episode 6, but importantly, episode 5 is the Risa episode, which is... The episode itself, I don't have much to say about it. It is pretty out there. I think that her plan to become Prime Minister of Japan is really, (laughs) really funny. In a weird way, but it's really funny. But the the song at the end, I think, was a highlight. So, as I said, episode 5, episode 6, pretty good songs. The other ones, hit or miss, I would say. That being said, just to conclude, this anime, I really liked it. Though it's really 
just there to be cute, just there to be wholesome. There's not uh, really heavy stuff to talk about for the most part. The one thing that I kind of have to give the disclaimer slash explain, the ending for the last arc, which is the Iris arc, so episode 11, the, I really thought for a few minutes that they would do the same thing that they did since the original Idol Master. I think they would do the Haruka arc again, which they did with Haruka, and then in Cinderella Girls they did with Shizuku. Uh, I thought they would do that to Arisu here, but fortunately that's not the case. I will not ex explain the whole thing, I will not spoil it. But if you think that it is that I'm... I can assure you it is not, it is okay, you can watch it without thinking that they would recycle that thing for a third time, god damn it, but for the most part, that's what I wanted to talk about, Idolmaster, Cinderella Girls, U149, and so after this huge rant and huge tangents about this idol anime that I really, really like, this. oh my god, and so I hope you guys liked it, thank you for listening, thank you for watching. If you like what I do, if you like the show, please like, please share, please follow, depending on the platform you're in. And I hope you stick around for next time. Bye.